Now we have the pleasure to be joined right now by the director of amateur scouting for the New York Mets. Uh, it is Tommy Tanis. And, uh, Tommy, uh, you, you get through here, uh, the, uh, the MLB draft. It's a long process, but, uh, l- let's focus on what you guys did at the top. The number six pick, you grab Jared Kelnick, high school outfielder out of Wisconsin. Was there a moment? For you, where you're watching him, or maybe you don't say, hey, this guy's going to be a Met, but you look at someone next to you and kind of go, wow, this kid's got some talent. Oh, sure. And it's nice to be on the show, Pete. Um, certainly with with uh, Jared was a Team USA player, somebody that was heavily scouted by the entire industry. Um, he was a target player for us. And, and there were more than one target players, uh, but he certainly was a anytime you bat third for Team USA uh you're a target player. This was probably what we felt was the best hitter, uh, a prep school hitter in the country last year. So I would say somewhere in midsummer uh, last year, uh, myself and the staff, Mark Tremuter, uh, probably had him very high on our list. Now, I've seen some comparisons to Brandon Nimmo, the 2011 first-round pick high school career that neither of them played for their high school team. Uh, but Kelnick, because of that USA Baseball experience, you, you consider him to be a, a little different than the situation Nimmo was in? Yeah, he was a little bit different from uh, for the reasons you just stated. Uh, he played on Team, team USA, played a little better competition, uh, played a little bit longer on what we call the circuit. Uh, also, uh, he probably played better competition. Uh, he played for a travel team this spring, and that travel team played other prospect teams. So he actually probably played a little stiffer competition uh, than than Brandon did. Yeah. So so with that, uh, what are you able to gain about a guy as far as insight when the level of competition is a little bit higher and you have more of an opportunity to see Kelnick play? I think it makes you uh, have a little more certainty with the player. I've, I've always said that the toughest thing with scouting a prep player, a high school player, uh, is measuring them against the competition that they're playing against. Um, the, the game has changed. Scouting has changed. Um, you know, kids never left their area. Uh, when I was a, first started scouting in the mid-'90s, they just played Legion baseball against uh, – kids that lived in their area now these kids are going on to play the best against the best they're on tv at the perfect games um under armor tournament at in chicago we get a chance to see them match up um uh, uh against the very best and we get to see a hitter like uh jared uh face first round arms throwing 95 97 against them so it, it, it's changed a little and our comfort level has changed a little when we reevaluate the high school player now and Kelnick, he's got to be a baseball rat, right? He found out he could graduate high school a semester early, so made that happen. And I guess he's basically been a full-time baseball player already for a few months. Really, really a uh, interesting story. Uh, a fascinating kid. Uh, very driven. Uh, work ethic is is incredible. Um, graduates early, gets into a routine where he works out every morning. Uh, eats breakfast at a certain time, goes and hits, uh, comes back, eats lunch, goes back out and, and works out. Uh, it, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's going to take you about a minute to figure out uh, this kid is in incredible shape. His skill level and his tools are um, obviously above average, but he is one of those players that's going to get the most out of, out of his ability.
And we're talking right now with Tommy Tanis, Director of Amateur Scouting for the Mets, about their number six overall pick, Jared Kelnick. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know, scouts, you, you grade on a 2080 grade uh, for power, hitting, things of that nature. What would you give his singing ability, Tommy? <laughs> I'm going to give that below average. It's the only grade I'm going to give below average on Jared. So below average, is that like a 30? Or you're not going I'll, all the I'll way down? I'll give him a 40 because he's young and he could get better. So. <laughs> all right, he's got upside. I'm giving myself a 20. (laughs) Was it, um, was it tempting to go college bat considering, uh, the state of the system right now? Uh, always tempting to go college bat. Uh, however, I, I think you have to draft with the best player in mind, uh, not what the needs of the team are. Uh, and, uh, I, I think when you draft for need, you end up getting in trouble. You end up taking talent away from your organization in the long run. So uh, always tempting to get a college. Look, when you pick six, you should get a decent player. You should get a quality major league player um, inside of the first six picks. Uh, That said, we did not feel there was a college bat uh, or a college player that brought more to the table than than Jared. But certainly there was temptation there. Michael Conforto happy? I remember talking to you the night you guys drafted Conforto. It sounded like uh, you all had your fingers crossed he somehow would be sitting there for you. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes that's the breaks of the draft. Uh, you know, I've been doing this long enough to know uh, that, uh, you know, in in Conforto's case, we had him, you know, really high up on our board. We had no expectations of him getting to us, uh, and I'm sure that's happened the, the other way mm-hmm. uh, with, with other players too. Uh, so we felt really comfortable. We were looking for a position player. Uh, coming into the year, we had gone college pitching the last few years uh, with Justin Dunn and Anthony Kay and, and uh, Peterson. Uh, we were looking for a position player, a position player with some upside, and, and Kellenic kind of met all those needs. How about the rest of the draft? Do you have maybe two players that you can spotlight elsewhere you think Mets fans should know about? Well, our second pick was Simeon Woods Richardson, a very athletic right-handed pitcher out of Texas, Um, maybe one of the better breaking balls uh, in uh, high school baseball this year. We've had him up to 94, uh, pitched on that circuit I was talking about earlier. Um, We're very excited about him. He's one of the youngest players in the draft. Uh, Carlos Cortez, our third rounder, is somebody uh, that we had drafted out of high school. We followed. He's playing at – uh, currently playing at South Carolina, uh, one of the more advanced bats. Uh, he's an offensive second baseman with power. Whenever you hit 27, 28 home runs in the SEC in just two years um, against that pitching, uh, you, it's very impressive. So uh, those are a couple of the guys uh, we're excited about. A lot of people are uh, very excited uh, with our ninth rounder, Montez Dioka, a right-handed pitcher out of Missouri, 6'7", 260 pounds. We call him the big fella. Um, we've had him 97 to 99 with a plus slider. He's pitched the last couple of years in the Cape. Uh, we consider him a could be a fast mover. We'll have to see uh, once we get him into camp. But uh, I think those are some of the more, you know, bigger name guys. How about this draft overall, Tommy? Not only the number six overall pick, the highest pick for the organization since 2004, uh, but again, with the, the system not being very deep for the Mets right now, was there extra pressure to, to have a big draft? 
No, I think there's always pressure. Uh, you know, every year you do it, there's, you feel the pressure, and I think you should feel the pressure. Um, but, uh, no, I think we stick with the game plan. The um, You know, we go back from 2011 and 2012 uh, all the way up to 2014. Uh, when we look at our drafts, we've produced more major leaguers than any other uh, system, including the Houston Astros and, and Chicago Cubs, who've picked ahead of us. Um, so it's something that we're really proud of. Uh, we've been able to get pitching depth um, uh, in later rounds after 10. We've had quite a bit of success doing that. Um, and then you throw in uh, your first round picks with Nimmo and Conforto and uh, Dom, uh, Dom Smith. We, we feel like we've done fairly well. Now, we've made quite a few trades. Uh, so some of those players are not with us, like a Matt Cook, who's with Arizona now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we feel like the depth of our, our drafts have been very good, and we tried to continue with that. How about Nimmo, with the way that he has leapt forward this year? Are you able, if you were to guess the way that his career would you know, come together back in, in 2011 when you guys drafted him, would it make sense that this would be the path, that it would take a little bit longer for him to, to really come through? It certainly, um, it's going to take a little bit longer for, uh, a high school player. Uh, it'll probably take a little longer for a high school player coming from an area of where Brandon did. I I don't think Jared's quite in that category. I think he, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll have a little quicker journey, uh, than that. But, you know, one thing with, uh, with Nimmo and and Kellenic and Conforto, uh, one common trait, uh, with them is they control the strike zone. They have superior vision, superior eyes. They know the zone. That is a huge thing going through the minor leagues. Um, if you can control that strike zone, uh, you not swing at a pitcher's pitch, you learn what you can drive and what you can't, um, it gives you a big advantage. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a high school player. They take a year and a half longer usually than the, the college. Mm-hmm. Um but in the end, we're looking for the long-term success of the organization and not just the quick fix. All right. Uh, Tommy Tanis, Director of Amateur Scouting for the New York Mets. Uh, we appreciate the time, Tommy. Thank you. Oh, always a pleasure. Thanks, Pete.